0: It was popularized by hippies and commercialized by Kellogg. Granola is one of the most popular breakfast and health foods. And I have air quotes around the word health. But what makes the mix of rolled oats, nuts, and dried fruit different than trail mix or muesli? And with a wide range of granola products now available in grocery stores and coffee shops, Is it worth making at home? Here to answer those questions for this week's Last Chance Foods is Dan Pashman, creator and host of the Sporkful podcast and blog. Welcome back to WNYC, Dan. Thanks, Amy. Dan, granola is really popular right now, and it was really popular back in the 60s and 70s. Is that when granola came about? I mean, it's oats, fruit, and nuts. I I can't believe it's only... 40 years old. What's the history of granola?
1: Well, if you mean 1860s and 1870s, then you're right. Um, Granola evolved. Over a period of years, thanks to a few different sort of health food pioneers of the 19th century. Uh, and it's interesting to me, throughout its evolution, it's sort of like the Forrest Gump of the 19th century. Wherever great food inventions were taking place, it seems granola was nearby. Uh, you know, It started with Sylvester Graham, inventor of the graham cracker, and later continued with John Harvey Kellogg, inventor of cornflakes and co-founder of Kellogg's. But, you know, Kellogg served granola at his sanitarium, uh, which is sort of what we would today probably call a spa. Uh, where it helped inspire C.W. Post to create grape nuts. So it's been around for a long time. In fact, on the web, I found an 1893 ad for Kellogg's Granola, which says that it's admirably adapted to the use of all persons with weak digestion, defective assimilation and invalids generally, Um, as well as travelers and excursionists who often need to carry the largest amount of nutriment in the smallest bulk. And by the way, I love this word nutriment.
0: Nutriment, I know. I Let's think repopularize we to, it. Yes.
1: Can you change the name of this segment to Last Chance Nutriment? <laughs> I think this is going to be big for you, Amy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is my moment. Yeah. We're talking about granola as a as a health food, but uh, I look at the, the label and I see the caloric load delivered by just a quarter of a cup, and it's a lot. I mean, you might as well just run for the donut for for what it's worth. Uh, Why is it considered healthy? What makes it healthy? The whole grains, I suspect, but there's a lot of sugar in it.
1: There is a lot of sugar, although it was not always that way. In fact, the sort of precursor to granola sounds like it was something to the effect of graham cracker crumbs that were rebaked until crunchy.
0: Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> now, how does granola differ from trail mix
1: or muesli? To me, when you cross the line into granola is when you start to form clusters. Trail mix is a conglomeration of different ingredients. Muesli is roughly described as granola without a binding agent. Once you add the oil and then usually honey and or maple syrup, to bind the ingredients together, it forms a cohesive whole that I would call granola.
0: I see house-made granola at a lot of coffee shops and restaurants, so I imagine it's pretty easy to make. But if I were to do a cost-benefit analysis of the time it takes to make and the cost of nuts, raisins, honey, is it worth it, Dan?
1: You're not going to save a ton of money. It probably depends on how much you bill yourself per hour for your time. Uh, In terms of the ingredients, I I think it will be less expensive, but not substantially so, because nuts are expensive even in the store. Uh, But I think that it's fun because you can make it exactly the way you want, and it does offer opportunities for experimentation.
0: Last year, you judged a granola smackdown between the hosts of Slate's Culture Gab Fest podcast. Who won,
1: and what did you learn from that experience? Uh, Laura Anderson won. She is the Slate food and drinks editor who has a great granola recipe. What I learned from that experience is that you can put almost anything into granola, but that does not mean that you should. Dan
0: Pashman is the creator and host of the Sporkful podcast and blog, which you can find at sporkful.com. To learn more and to get that GabFest winning granola recipe from Slate editor Laura Anderson, click on culture at WNYC.org. I also asked Dan a lightning round of questions for my 60-second stir-fry video series. You can find that on the Culture site as well. This is WNYC.